Hi everyone, welcome to Life with Fibromyalgia. Today is June 7th, 2018. Alright, so today I want to talk about depression and anxiety, but most primarily about anxiety. Um, the reason why I want to talk about this is because I know I have depression and I also suffer from anxiety. And so I found an article online and the title of the article is Relationship between depression and anxiety and it comes from healthyplace.com and the author is Natasha Tracy. All right so I want to read parts of this article to you guys Um, that way I can explain a little bit of how it affects me. All right so let's dive right into it. So the link between anxiety and depression disorder. Anxiety and depression disorders are not the same although there are similar elements. Depression generates emotions such as hopelessness, despair, and anger. Energy levels are usually very low, and depressed people feel often feel overwhelmed by the day-to-day tasks and personal relationships so essential to life. A person with anxiety disorder, however, experiences fear, panic, or anxiety in situations where most people would not feel anxious or threatened. The sufferer may experience sudden panic or anxiety attacks without any recognized trigger and often lives with a constant nagging worry or anxiousness. Without treatment, anxiety and depression disorders can restrict a person's ability to work, maintain relationships, or even leave the house. Now, this is very important to me because I know um, the way that anxiety has affected me is um, via work and, of course, um, having to leave my house as well. But mostly at work is where it really has affected me. Um, so I will discuss that a little bit later. So now I'll go on with the, um, with the uh, article. Both anxiety and depression treatment are similar, which may explain why the two disorders are so often confused. Antidepressant medication is often used for anxiety and depression, and behavioral therapy frequently helps people overcome both conditions. Now, why are depression and anxiety linked? Although no one knows exactly why, depression and anxiety often occur together. In one study, 85% of those with major depression were also diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, and 35% had symptoms of panic disorder. Other anxiety disorders include obsessive-compulsive disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Because they so often go hand in hand, anxiety and depression are considered the fraternal twins of mood disorders. Believed to be caused in part by malfunction of brain chemistry, generalized anxiety disorder is not the normal apprehension one feels before taking a test or waiting the outcome of a biopsy. A person with anxiety disorder suffers from the President Franklin Roosevelt called fear itself. For a reason that is only partially known, the brain's fight-or-flight mechanism becomes activated even when no real threat exists. All right, so that is mostly what I wanted to share from the article. <clears throat> so I guess now I can talk about other things from anxiety and how it has affected me. I guess an important thing about anxiety is that as symptoms worsen, anxiety does too. Now, why does that happen? Well, there are various reasons, um, and these reasons are actually different for each one of us. And now I'm going to talk about maybe two or three um, for me. 
and then just kind of generalized ones. So anxiety over symptoms getting worse permanently. So I worry about my symptoms, my fibro symptoms getting worse. So for example, if I'm having a fibro flare and I'm feeling not, I'm not feeling well, then I start to think, oh my God, what if, <clears throat> what if I keep feeling this way permanently? So my anxiety goes, shoots up. So that is one reason why my anxiety gets worse when I'm not feeling well. And I also think about losing my job. So I get anxiety over losing my job because I don't feel well. So when I'm having a fibro flare and I'm not able to make it work, I always worry, oh my God, what if all of a sudden they're like, sorry, you're fired. Um, although I know that's not going to happen because there has to be more proof and other things for them to fire me. But there are other reasons such as for other people, not me, but for other people, um, anxiety about not being able to care for your family um, and doing other household things such as cleaning and just other little things that you would do at home if you were a if you were um, a stay-at-home mom or a dad, for example, not being able to work and provide for your family. So that those are just a few things that might make your symptoms worse, your anxiety symptoms worse, and even your fibro symptoms worse because you're so it's kind of like a vicious cycle where if you're not feeling well fiber-wise, then your anxiety shoots up because you start thinking about the, about all these things. And then if you're just anxious, then it might um, make your fiber worse. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. Now, the reason anxiety and depression disorders can restrict a person's ability to work is because you have lack of concentration and you're restless. So for me, when I was at work, I would, I would go into work not feeling well already, and I would go in at work and sit down on my chair, and I would try and start working, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to concentrate, and I'm going to get into whatever I'm going to do, and just get in the zone. So I would sit down, start you know, clicking on things on my computer and trying to get into my work, but then all of a sudden, the restlessness would start to kick in. I would start to feel like, oh, no, I need to get out of here. I, there's no windows. Well, there are windows at my work, but in my cubicle, obviously, there are no windows. So I, I always feel like, oh, no, I need to get out. And I start shaking my legs, and I start to get very anxious because I just feel like I need to get out. And this isn't only at work, but also if I go home, I also feel the same way, but it's a lot worse at work because people are able to see me and that's what I don't want to happen. I don't want someone to be like, oh, whoa, what's wrong with her? Why is she shaking her legs all the time? And why does she, she look terrible? And, and the reason why I don't want anyone to see me that way is because it's embarrassing. Why would you want anyone to notice how restless you are and how how much of distress you're going through. I mean, obviously, you don't want the whole world to find out that you're going through anxiety and depression. So that's one of the reasons why... Excuse me, I'm getting a phone call. 
All right. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I I would just leave work. And I wouldn't just leave work just without asking or anything like that. Uh, what I would do is I would open up my uh, form, my leave form, and I would sign it, and I would send it to my supervisor. And at first, I would sign it, send it, and go to his office and just tell him, hey, I sent you a, a leave slip. Is it possible for me to just, you know, go home? And he'd be like, yeah, of course, you know, I know how you're feeling. Um, you may go home. And then other times when my anxiety got a lot worse, I explained to him how when I need to go, I need to go. And, and it's not because it's just me, but it's, um, well, it's not that it's, well, it's not like it's just me. It's my anxiety that is kind of causing all of this. So I would tell him, I really feel like leaving. And if I don't leave, then I feel like I'm going to go crazy here. Like I'm just going to start pacing and not just not being normal. And so he understood and he said, well, you know what? Next time, just send me your leaf slip and go home. He's, he's like, as long, as long as I get your leaf slip in my email, then it's all good. So obviously I wasn't going to abuse this. So whenever I didn't feel well, I would try my best to stay at work. And there were times, obviously, that I just wasn't able to stay. And there was a period of time when I actually wasn't able to stay very much because, I, again, my restlessness was very high. So there was a period of time where I would just email him and be like, hey, I got to go. You know, um, I'm not feeling well at all. I feel very restless and I feel like I just have to leave. So I'd leave and I'd go home. And at home, I would start pacing. And that, for some reason, would help. I know I probably looked like a crazy woman, but pacing would actually help. I would, it would kind of take away that energy, that restless energy away. So I was a lot better once I stopped pacing. Um, and then I was fine for a little while, and then I would start pacing again. Um, but there were also other times when I would go to my mom's house, and I would, I would stay there. And I, I wouldn't pace because I felt like my mom was going to judge me and be like, oh, okay, what's wrong with her? And I guess because I also don't want her to worry very much. So I would go there and I'd sit and I'd start talking to her and that kind of would take my mind away from things. And I also would sit there and play games on my phone or just try to distract myself. And being there, being there in a different environment than my home and my work would help. I'm not sure why, but it would just help me um, not be as anxious. And I guess because also I feel the freedom of going outside and playing with the dogs. So that that was very helpful. All right, so I want to go ahead and tell you guys about my, um, my email that I said I'd set up. Um, it is life with fibro at gmail.com but the way that it's spelled is life l-i-f-e-w-f-i-b-r-o at gmail.com so it's life w fibro at gmail.com so i want you guys to use this email to contact me and just tell me about your experiences and maybe i can share them on the podcast um 
maybe someone else um, can relate to you in any way that you um, that you might be they can relate to you in any way that you describe so they won't feel that alone um, so for example I know there might be a people out there that got into a vehicle accident like I did and the cause was fibromyalgia so yeah um, I would like to see um, some emails from you guys just sharing experiences and if you um, if you want to to know a little bit more about what I talk about in my podcast you can contact me as well oh and I forgot to mention about um, anxiety something really important I wanted to mention um, were the medications that <clears throat> excuse me the medications that that I took for anxiety or that I'm taking as well. Um, so one of them was hydroxyzine. One of my psychiatrists um, prescribed hydroxyzine, which is an antihistamine. And that seemed to help a little bit. And I know I would get a little bit drowsy, but not very much. But it semi-helped. It wasn't the best medication, but it partially helped. So I guess I kind of score that one out of three from one through ten. And then I was put on Neurotin, also known as Gabapentin. And that, I'm not even sure if it helped at all because initially it was given to me for um, nerve pain. And this is a medication that they give to um, diabetes patients who have neuropathy. So I was given that just for my fibro pain. And at the same time, my psychiatrist was like, well, that's also helpful for anxiety. So let's just bump it up, um, milligram, bump up the milligrams and we'll see what happens. So they kept bumping up my, my, um, my dose and it got to a point where it was at 2,400 milligrams. So that was a lot. And so at that point I was like, okay, I don't think this is even working at all. I don't think it's helping my fibro and I don't think it's helping my anxiety because I'm still very restless and very anxious. So I finally decided that I didn't want to be on that medication. I talked to my psychiatrist and I was like, I don't think it's doing anything. Can you please take me off of this medication? So she agreed that most likely it wasn't doing anything to me. So she tapered me off of that medication, and once I was off, I started to feel better um, as far as um, as how I felt zombie-wise, because with that medication, I started to feel so much like a zombie, and I never really put two and two together that it was that medication. So when I got off of that meds, when I got off of that medication, I started to feel a lot better. I started to feel more like myself. Um, so that was, that was good. Um, unfortunately it did not help with anxiety and it didn't help with my fibro. So I finally got off of it. Um, another medication that I used was Buspar, also known as Buspirone. That I am currently taking, but I feel like it helps, but at the same time I feel like it's not helping. So I really don't know. I'm taking it just, just because I think it might be helping. Um, so, I think, 
it's something that you can try if you're having problems with anxiety. Maybe you can request to be on Boost Bar. It's just something I'm throwing out there that maybe you guys can request um, from your doctor, especially if you're going to a psychiatrist. They they know a little bit more. So if you have depression, so if you have fibromyalgia and you have depression, I would recommend going to a psychiatrist as opposed to a medical doctor. Um, psychiatrists know more about mental illness, so they would know exactly what to prescribe you, and they would have they would they would know what anxiety medication to give you if you are taking a depression medication. So they kind of know a little bit more about combinations that can, they can give you and what goes with what as opposed to a medical doctor that doesn't really have that knowledge um so yeah i recommend you um asking your psychiatrist if you can take buspar i know for me i haven't been as restless as before so i guess in that perspective it really is working um so yeah i recommend that one um i know i'm in a low dose so it's working at a low dose so it's not bad whatsoever all right, so that's all I wanted to talk about. Hopefully you gained some knowledge about, about anxiety and depression. And I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, gentle hugs, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.